chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. Jesus is tested in the wilderness, the temptation of Jesus. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for the days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I will give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God, and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. And so is the reading today. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Dennis. We've come to the season of Lent, which, as you know, began a few days ago on Ash Wednesday. This is the 40-day period, not counting Sundays, during which we notice our mortality and, in light of such, commit ourselves to following God again. We participate with believers across the century in marking this period. The time for Lent was established at the Council of Nicaea in 325 CE. This 40 days is important in the biblical text. 40 days of flood, 40 years in the wilderness, 40 days on Mount Sinai for the receiving of the first set of tablets, and then the second set of tablets um, by Moses, 40 days in the wilderness for Elijah as the Spirit ministered to him. Today's text has another 40, 40 days of fasting for Jesus, followed by temptation. During this time, we are invited to engage in a Lenten discipline typically almsgiving, prayer, and or fasting. And these are all good things. Often we think of them as difficult, and depending on the discipline we choose, sometimes they are. But Lent isn't merely a time of discipline. It's meant to be a time of change, of perspective taking and strengthening. This is what the 40-day stories tell us. We are tested, yes, but we are also purified by being in the presence of God when we are face to face with our frailty. Lent offers us an opportunity to embrace an intentional way of life. And today's text is the exemplar for, for us as Christians. Jesus was tempted for 40 days in the wilderness, but he was not alone. The spirit didn't simply lead him to the desert or push him into the desert, as some translations say, and say, okay, good luck out there, kid. 
Rather, she continues to abide with Jesus, helping strengthen him through his trial. When I think of things that strengthen me in times of testing, I almost always turn to prayer and music. Prayer is an internal discipline that is often externally visible, at least in its results, to others. When we live lives bathed in prayer, we are often more peaceful, more graceful, and more faithful. The strength we gain in prayer translates into more active engagement with God's work in the world. Music, for me, is often another form of prayer. I have playlists for all occasions, dozens in total. Playlists for prayer for me, playlists for prayer for others, favorite hymns, theological concepts, playlists for when I need a little hope, a little soothing, a little reminder to seek joy. That's why this year I decided to do a Lent in song. You've heard our text for today, and it's likely a story you know well. The corresponding hymn, however, you may not know. Today's selection is Lord Who Throughout These 40 Days by Claudia Herneman. Herneman lived in the 19th century and penned more than 150 hymns during her lifetime. She was the daughter of an Anglican priest and the wife of a clergyman. In addition to being a hymnist, she was also a poet, a liturgist, a dramatist, and an editor who read and translated in both German and Latin. Today's selection was originally intended as a children's hymn, meant to remind little ones of the story of today's text. But I often find these songs of childhood are more impactful to us as adults. How many of us sing Jesus loves me with our whole chests as we grow into the knowledge of being God's beloved? How many of us sing with great feeling, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart? Sorry for the earworm. There are reasons for that, friends, and familiarity is not the only one. One of the great gifts of music is that it has the power to change what and how we believe. Listening to music releases dopamine, oxytocin, and can even boost our immunity. Because it activates almost all parts of the brain, it is excellent as we age to listen to music because it can keep our whole brains healthier. It's helpful in reducing pain, reducing stress, and symptoms of depression. Music improves cognitive and motor skills, spatial temporal learning, and neurogenesis, which means our brain making new brain cells. In short, music is a great gift. It makes sense, then, that we who follow Jesus would want to use music to help us live into the stories of our faith. This is the entire industry of contemporary Christian music and the entire history of unity. Music has been everywhere, and we have always sung. Music deepens our understanding and helps us to remember. So let us remember. Verse 1 of Lord Who Throughout These 40 Days reads, Lord, who throughout these 40 days did, uh, for us did fast and pray. Teach us with you to mourn our sins and close by you to stay. Of the season of Lent, liturgical scholars Hickman, Salier, Stuckey, and White write, Lent is not giving up something, but rather taking upon ourselves the intention and the receptivity to God's grace so that we may worthily participate in the mystery of God with us. These two things, intentionality and receptivity to grace, are two things we may take upon ourselves during Lent. We can be intentional and receptive in our repentance, prayer, fasting, 
almsgiving, and acts of justice. The second verse reads, As you with Satan did contend, and did the victory win, O give us strength in you to fight, in you to conquer sin. The hymn doesn't detail the temptations Jesus endured, but of course the text does. The devil tempts Jesus to turn stones into bread, and even after 40 days of fasting, Jesus refuses. The ability to turn stones into bread could have fed all of his people and had them not rely on the bread that Rome gave them for free by living under Roman rule. The second test is to worship the devil, who is portrayed in the text as the ruler of this world, which is to say Rome. If Jesus would worship the devil and or Caesar, the devil promises to hand over his authority to Jesus, which Jesus could use to free his people from Rome's power. The devil's third test is for Jesus to jump off the temple parapet, trusting he'd be kept safe from harm by angels concerning him. The devil even quotes Psalm 91 in the temptation. But Jesus knows that even those who know scripture are working hand in glove with the oppressor. And Jesus then speaks a greater truth. The devil offers Jesus things, but they are things that would make him like Caesar and not like God. Jesus did not ask for these trials, but he accepted that they could not be avoided if he was to do God's will in the world. The third verse reads, And through these days of penitence and through your passion tide, furthermore, in life and death, O Christ, with us abide. Interestingly, the ministry of Jesus accomplishes all the things with which the devil tempted him. Sharon Ringe writes, Though he refused to turn stones into bread, he does feed the hungry. Though he refused political power, the proclamation of God's empire of justice and peace is the focus of his preaching and ministry. Though he refused to jump off the temple to see if God would send angels to catch him, he goes to the cross in confidence that God's will for life will trump the world's decision to execute him. And this is where the power of story and the power of song combine. Our stories tell us that something greater than temptation emerged victorious in the wilderness, and that was the will of God. As such, we are invited to sing and remember. When we do, we may remember the times we have experienced God's faithfulness in the wilderness. We may remember that the devil presents wants as needs, lies as truth, and distrust as faith. We may remember the times we have believed those lies, and the outcome of choosing the easy but faithless way. This is how we remember that we need God to abide with us, such that we are empowered to choose the way of justice and peace. The fourth verse offers us some desperately needed hope. It reads, Abide with us that through this life of doubts and hope and pain, an Easter of unending joy, we may at last attain. We know that the one who is tempted in the wilderness will soon make his way to the cross. But we also know the end of the story, that Jesus is not only the tempted and crucified one, he's also the resurrected one in whom new life is made available to us to withstand our own temptation. So in a few moments, as we sing, Lord, who throughout these 40 days, let us remember that temptation is not unbearable. Let us remember that God's best is always better than the world's promises. Let us remember that we sing of and serve a risen Savior, and that temptation, too, shall pass. In the meantime, 
Let us fix our eyes and our voices on the hope of that day. Amen.